0: Episode 254, Closing Out Strong. I'm Jeff Eichler. And I'm Kirsten Rickert. And we are the hosts of the Getting Unstuck podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey y'all, welcome to the Empowering Educators podcast. I am Gretchen, your host and expert lesson learner. I'm a national board certified elementary teacher turned teacher, trainer, and coach. All the lessons I've learned and am learning on my edgy journey, I share with you right here. From every silly mistake to the most glorious successes, you're gonna hear stories and strategies that will inspire you to become your best. I have to warn you, as an educator, I can't help but hold you accountable for doing the work. So every episode, I leave you with practical, tangible next steps so you can implement your learning and maximize your impact. Whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, there's always a lesson if you're willing to pay close attention. Elite educators, that's the secret to staying empowered. Bring on today's lesson. Hey, elite educators. Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I'm the host of the Empowering Educators podcast, and I come in as often as possible to share with you lessons I've learned in hopes that you can catapult your own learning journey, reach the benefits of all these lessons learned, and really perfect and hone your craft. So if you've been hanging in, what did I say? 254 episodes? Holy cow. You truly are an elite educator. Investing in yourself, learning on the go, doing whatever you can to continue that learning journey. So I am excited to be in your ear today. We're going to be talking about building momentum and excitement for what is coming next. So whether you're a teacher or a leader, this is going to apply to you because executing a strong close is essential in getting buy-in for what is to come. I always crack up sharing the rationale for these topics because (laughs) they're really coming out of very boring circumstances. However, if you have trained yourself to always be on the lookout to get inspired by something, you will inevitably find something. I do have to make a confession, though. There is no moment in time where this topic popped out to me. (laughs) I try. I I am type A, but I do try and lead... I do try and lead the business part of Always a Lesson with vision and a plan. And so I have this content calendar that I have for the year and I put in different topics I think would be timely based on where it is in the year or just different topics I think are going to resonate more in that time or just things I know I want to cover and I'm just kind of plugging them in. So I've got this content calendar, but honestly, I just prefer timely content. I prefer to be inspired that something just happened and then I get on and share it because I think you can tell in my voice, in my excitement and in, you know, how raw the lesson is. And I feel like that's interesting to listen to rather than me just talking about a certain subject that could be helpful, but I just feel like it it misses some of that jazz. So in the content calendar, there has been this idea just sitting there. I mean, it was purposely put for an end of a quarter or semester or a year, which hello, the time is now. And I'm like, Okay, so if I'm going to cover this topic, I have got to think through how I can really make it come alive for you. And so if you think about watching a preview for a movie, you get really excited to see that I have been taking my youngest and Uh, No, sorry, my oldest and my middle child to the movies recently. So one's five and one is three and we can finally sit through a show (laughs) and it's all very fun and exciting those first few times. And the previews go on for like 20, 30 minutes and the kids by this point are like, I am done, but it does get us really excited for whatever's going to be coming next. And they start planning, oh, we're going to go see that in November. We're going to see that in December and oh, in January, this one comes out. I cannot wait to see that. And I think to myself, okay, what makes that happen? What did the preview do that made us light up and say, I cannot wait to come back? So even though we were there for one show, they were already drumming up interest to get us to come back. And we as educators want to make sure we do that for both the kids that we serve and the adults. And if you think about being in the middle of watching a show, like maybe you're binging something. And it cuts to the commercial and you're like, no, that was just at the great part. Or uh, you're watching a whole season on Netflix or something. And the last episode is always setting up the next season. And so when it ends just abruptly, you're frustrated. You're like, no, I'm already committed now. Now I have to see what happens. That builds excitement and momentum. And so if we can take that same principle and apply it in the way that we teach or in the way that we lead, folks are going to keep coming back excited and committed because of the way that you've set it up. And so we want to close out the calendar year or the semester really strong uh, by leading people into what is coming next. And so I want you to imagine Two scenarios. I'm going to first speak to teachers and then I'm going to speak to my buddies, the teacher leaders. So, for you teachers that are listening, do you remember a class that you dreaded as a kid? And you faked being sick and just begged your mom not to send you to school. And when she told you, yeah, you got to go, you get there. You avoided eye contact with the teacher. You were cutting up with your buddies in the South. That means you're not playing around uh, to just keep yourself sane, you know, entertaining yourself. And you were doodling in your notebook so much that you could probably sell that collection in an art gallery. (laughs) You didn't answer the teacher's questions. You certainly didn't ask any questions. And because of that lack of interaction and commitment, (laughs) your grades just bombed. You hated the teacher, hated the subject, hated the experience. But what if that teacher made learning fun? In fourth grade, my favorite teacher, her name was Miss Lofi. She was young and beautiful, but more importantly, the subject of social studies came alive for me. I hated it. I hated dates. I hated talking about dead people. I didn't care and understand all the different wars. It was just so not interesting to me. But she created all these fun projects, and the lessons were interesting, and she told history like a story. And for me, it just became more than the textbook and answering questions and and getting a grade. And I remember that subject was one where I got my first and ever C and I was devastated. But after learning from her and her style, that changed. And I was able to take the love that she built in that subject for me into other grades, even when the teacher wasn't as exciting. And I was able to kind of make up for that. So what if your experience maybe you had a teacher that was literally like miss frizzle <laughs> like so much excitement and gave you a really cool learning experience you'd skip into class you'd be hollering at people who were talking so you could hear you'd be all in like to every opportunity to engage with the teacher and the content and of course your peers and because of that your grades would be so much higher than they were ever and your so would your attitude and your love for school and the subject and the teacher And I'm here to tell you, teachers, you don't have to become Miss Frizzle. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You don't have to do classroom transformations. But in the tiny, simple ways that you present material, you can create excitement and momentum that has the same effect on your kids as if you were the Miss Frizzle herself. So teacher leaders, let's take the same idea to you. Do you remember a leader that just sucked the life out of you? Like you'd pretend you were looking down in the hallway just to not make eye contact. You would avoid reading their emails because they just made your stomach churn. They never told you anything good that you were doing. And in fact, they knew very little bit about you as a person. Um, And you put little weight into their opinion or their suggestions. And you just never quite measured up to their expectations and honestly any interaction. But maybe you had one mentor. Maybe they weren't even your leader. Maybe they just mentored you. They legit supported you when you were a rock star and when you weren't. They gave you unconditional support, a listening ear, zero judgment. I mean, you'd move mountains for them. You would stay late. You would take on additional projects, whatever, because you believed in them and they believed in you. You were committed and invested and you were all in. Hey y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. So you have the choice of how others perceive you. You may not be able to get them to like you, love you, want to work with you all the time, but you can always present yourself in a way that is inviting to talk to or motivating to try new things and take risks or encouraging when it's a rough day or supportive when emotions are high and perspective is limited and on and on I could go. Here's the point, teachers and teacher leaders, The time is now to prepare your closeout plan so that the teachers and the students are excited to come back and dive in headfirst. Like no toes in the water. We're just going to do a full on cannonball. (laughs) Why do we want this to happen? Well, there are two perspectives here and the results that can come from building momentum and excitement to close out the year strong are a laundry list. Like for teachers, your attendance rate will increase. People are going to be early to your class or at least on time, totally engaged. They're going to be completing their assignments. There's going to be a lot of buzz among their peers about, oh, did you hear that thing that happened with this teacher? Oh my gosh, can't you wait? You know, other teachers like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about that one teacher, you know, because everyone starts talking. You're really going to pique their interest. How about perseverance? When they're tired and they're stressed out, they're going to keep showing up because they know how much fun and exciting your learning experiences are. There's going to develop some shared happiness, which creates culture. So everyone is just going to be excited. And that is going to turn into the momentum that you want for all the lessons. And they don't all have to be stellar lessons, but they're committed to the process knowing, hey, this is fun. I'm actually getting good at this now that I'm applying myself. My teacher really makes this a low risk, like I, I can fail and it's no big deal, and I can raise my hand and I can share my thoughts and it's a safe place, and I cannot wait to see what silly joke or funny meme or weird story that she's going to tell or he's going to tell today. Like there are little things you can do to just get them bought in, and same is true for you, teacher leaders. All those things for teachers are the same: the attendance and the arrival and the engagement and uh, piquing the interest and the peer buzz. I mean, all that's the same. But you also have this added layer of their investment. They're invested in the process of their own growth and in the mission and vision of the school and just bought into being a learner. And I think it's easy to preach that to people. But the way you cultivate adults being learners is by setting the stage for learning to occur and being encouraging as learning is happening and praising people as they're learning, whether it's a disaster Or not. And all that kind of takes time. Again, going back to culture, they're going to start reaching out for additional help or wanting to brainstorm things with you. And that buy in is going to allow you to have an impact that lasts longer than this school year. They are going to have longevity in their career, which is what I always preach. I want to keep great educators in the field. They don't have to stay in the classroom, but if they can continue using their talents and skills to impact generations of kids we're golden. And so I hate seeing so much talent walk out the door because they're stressed out, they're unmotivated, they feel unsupported. And we can control some of those things. I know there's a lot of funding and the the mask requirements and whatever. There are some things we can't get around. But the way we present our material, the way we get everyone excited, the way we build momentum, we're in control of that. And we are in control of how we close out the year. So knowing that Christmas break is coming up, or whatever holiday break, winter break, we have an opportunity to make sure we close out strong. We put this all behind us of what we've just gone through, and we're setting the stage for what's to come. So speaking of that, let's talk through how to do that. It's three very simple steps. First, sign sealed and delivered. What do I mean by that? Dot those I's, cross those T's, Close the loop. So, for teachers, that might be who owes you work, what topics do you still have to teach or review, what paperwork requirements do you need to submit, get all that figured out so you can literally close the envelope be done. Teacher leaders, you might have to finish coaching cycles or offboard your PLCs going over their goals that they've had, reviewing what went well, setting the stage for what's to come. Maybe you need to follow up on any PD or other touch points that you owe people things or you want to fall back and see if folks are still implementing what you've been talking about. You just need to close the loop. Number two, get your ducks in a row. That means you have to have a plan of what's coming so you know what's coming. Uh, Teachers, that that means you need to decide what you're going to be teaching the first week or month back. When you start knowing that, Then you can think through, okay, what are some fun activities or events that are going to be happening at this time that you will want to start mentioning? Teacher leaders, you can think, okay, what's on the horizon for professional development? What are we covering in PLCs and coaching cycles? Are there any fun or unique ways you can partner with teachers? How can you help them imagine themselves growing and performing greater and bigger than ever before? When we have our ducks in a row, then we can do step three, which is weave in the sneak peek. So what is going to come? Why is it important? Meaning how is this going to help them? Why should they care that this is coming down the pike? Leave a bit to the imagination. We don't want to tell them everything, but whet their appetite a little bit. Be that be that commercial. So you could have conversations. You could do this in emails. You could make an announcement. You could have it on your webpage alert. You could create a bulletin board. It's not just One and done. You're not going to say it just one time. You got to say it and say it and say it to really let it sink in and build that excitement. So let's review that really quick. How are you going to close out the year strong and build excitement and momentum for what's to come? Step one sign, seal, delivered. You are closing the loop. Number two, getting your ducks in a row. That's so you have a plan so you know what's coming. And then three, you're weaving in the sneak peek. What's to come? Why is it important? And if you are able to do those three things, I know you're going to be able to close the year out strong. How people experience learning, whether they're kids or adults, can be heavily influenced by the ones that are doing the learning, the teachers or the teacher leaders. So that means we can be a killer commercial or we could be a dud. So reflect on your own experiences design your own approach and then give it a go. Maybe you add this to your week or your month or your quarter or your year. You can once you figure this skill set out and this way of communicating, you can implement it as often as you want. You know, this just happens to be a good hard stop one is the end of a calendar year, end of a semester and end of a quarter. So it's just a good place to to do it, but you can really do it as often as you want. So build the habit, build the skill, build the culture. Let's go. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on building momentum and excitement for what's coming up next in instruction or leadership. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered.